0: Welcome to Beyond the Dollar, where we have deep and honest conversations about how money affects your well being. I'm Sarah Lee Kane, and this bonus episode will cover navigating tricky conversations about money with those around you. Now, a lot of what we cover also relates to your values and how it can be used to guide your spending. So feel free to head over to beyondthedollar.co slash values to grab the free guide, including some simple worksheets to help you figure it all out. All right, get ready, grab a seat, and let's go beyond the dollar. sure you already know by now that navigating conversations is a two-way street now most of us myself included tend to want to convince others of what we want you know like our side of things maybe we would think we're right or we're just so emotionally invested in our perspective that i know i forget that i can't make people do what we want right i mean ask my four-year-old <laughs> now earlier this season i spoke with two guests so cameron huddleston in episode 51 and tori dunlap in episode 52. So if you haven't heard of those episodes, let's just quickly review what they spoke about. Here is Cameron talking about the time she had to take care of her mom's finances when her mom started showing visible signs of Alzheimer's. I started to have, you know, I started getting involved with her financial life really just to protect her, you know, initially from making bad financial decisions. And, And now that it's been 10 years since her Alzheimer's diagnosis, I mean, I'm in charge of everything. Now, because of this experience, Cameron wrote a book to help others navigate tricky conversations with your parents as they grow older. Like, what's their retirement plan? Do they have long-term care in place? What's their estate planning like? That and much, much more. Then there's Tori. She came on earlier in the season to talk about a conversation I'm pretty sure we all dread. Negotiation. Negotiating is scary, but we make it worse because we think that it's going to be this huge conflict, this huge fight. Now, these seem like they're different topics or conversations, but they really do have something in common, which is to hone in on your listening skills and focusing on mutual interest when you're navigating a tricky money conversation. So here's what I mean. When you're having a conversation about money, all parties want something out of it, right? Like, here's a simple example. Let's say you and your spouse are trying to decide where to go on vacation. So you want the whole package, like a tropical vacation at an all-inclusive luxury resort. Your partner, on the other hand, is more interested in camping and really doesn't like the idea of being pampered or drinking cocktails by the beach. So now you're having this conversation about which type of vacation is going to make the most sense, right? The budget-friendly or the super bougie choice. I mean, who knows? This could turn into a conversation about spending money in general. And I mean, those can get super intense, I'm sure. Now, what we can learn from both Cameron and Tori's episode is that when you're having a conversation, especially a difficult one, and this is common sense, but a little bit more difficult to kind of apply, is it's really about listening to what the other person has to say. And By this, I mean, like, really dig into their intentions and just a bit more underneath the surface. Like, what are they trying to tell you that they aren't telling you? So with Cameron's episode, her conversation with her mom was more focused on getting your parents in general to just open up about their money. So listening in this case can just really mean being sensitive to the fact that it can be scary to think about aging or failing health or even your mortality. It's just you know about being more sensitive to about the fact that you can come across as someone who's after your parents' money. So you want to be able to listen for signs of that and respond accordingly. Now, with Tori's episode, maybe you think the idea of negotiation is about why you deserve to get a raise. So you're only going to talk about the things you've done for the company or maybe how your salary isn't in line with what the others are getting paid. Now, your boss or supervisor, on the other hand, is you know, maybe they're wanting to have as much output from their employees while still keeping within their budget. So to put it another way, they want to be able to extract as much ROI from each and every single employee. So giving you a raise means like, what am I going to get? Of it, Am I going to get like more output or more profits or whatever that would be? So in both these scenarios, There's nothing wrong with what anybody wants, right? There's nothing wrong with the boss wanting to know what more you're going to do or continue to do for the company. There's nothing wrong with an aging parent being suspicious or feeling really emotional about the idea of their mortality. Now, the challenge here is really coming to an understanding of where you're going to mutually benefit from this conversation, right? If all you're doing is, is explaining your side of things... Is it really possible to come to some sort of agreement? Like, are you really listening to each other at that point, right? So instead, let's shift the conversation and use a simple framework that I've used quite often to guide your conversation. So instead of taking a stance on your position or your opinion, you're going to use this conversation with this person, whoever it is as an opportunity to define common interests, and then you're going to brainstorm multiple options and then coming up with an objective solution to your challenge or your problem. Okay. So I know that sounds like a mouthful, but let's break it down. So number one, when you enter a conversation, you want to be open to changing your mind as in what your solution or suggestion or your side of things isn't going to be the best for everyone. Very humbling, but true, right? So going back to the early example of figuring out a vacation spot, maybe that luxury vacation isn't the best choice, even if you really want those cocktails by the beach. Now, for example, with Karen's conversation with her mom, talking about finances and opening up about, let's say, your estate plan, important. But if your mom isn't ready to talk about it with you, doesn't mean she's not ready to talk about it with anyone, but maybe with you, you have to be open enough to go, okay, maybe we need to find somebody else to be involved in that conversation. Second, you want to separate the person from the problem or the challenge or the opinion. Now, what I mean by that is to remove as much emotion out of the conversation as you can. And that could probably be anger and frustration. The point is you're coming together to figure out a solution to something, not to challenge your relationship in general. So with that vacation conversation, it's simply about figuring out where you want to go, right? Not whether your partner loves you enough to, to go to a luxury resort. Or in Cameron's case, it's about coming together to help benefit the welfare of your parent. And it has nothing to do with your relationship to each other, if that makes sense, right? With Tori and negotiating for a job, it's really about coming together to not challenge your relationship in terms of like, are you a good boss or a good employee? It's really about trying to figure out a way that you are being fairly compensated while still giving the company a way to earn more profit or to profit more. Okay. Now, when you're speaking to each other in a conversation, you want to allow each other time to speak, to be understood, okay, to be clear an objective as to why you want something or what needs that you want are being met or whatever the opinion is or whatever the the conversation you're having is, right? So maybe in that example, like your partner wants to go camping to be closer to nature and away from the hustle and bustle of the city. And you want to go in a luxury resort to unwind by the water and be taken care of and unplug. So you want to be clear as to what are your intentions for the trip, what exactly you're looking to get out of it. You could even talk about the values, right? Like maybe your value is feeling like you're part of the nature community. I don't know, I'm just making that up right now, but, but maybe that's what your values are. And so it's, at this point, you can bring those up into the conversation. Now, as you're talking and listening to each other and being super clear and being really forthcoming in your intentions, at this point, Hopefully, you probably figured out each other's interests, right? The reason for, right, in this example, the reason for the location of the vacation location of your choice, right? Now, given that, not all conversations are going to go as straightforward as that or as smoothly, right? You might need to time to cool off before you continue speaking, during, or you might even have to like remove yourself physically from the location and come back. Now, at this point, if you're like super emotional, I mean, again, it depends on what you're talking about. You may have to bring in like a mediator and just have them navigate through that. Now, that's an episode in and of itself. So if you're interested in navigating tricky money conversations with a mediator or third party, let me know. Hello at beyondthedollar.co and I'd be more than happy to bring someone on to chat about that. All right. So let's just for the sake of this example, assume that you talk about your vacation options and now you understand each other and you know what each other wants out of that, right? What's the reason behind the money decision or choice or whatever you want to make? So, once you have each other's interests in mind, you want to fully understand what these common interests are, right? Not your position, not your opinion on why or where or what you want to do. It's really what is the reasoning behind your choices or your desire for something happen, then you're going to find some way to work together to come up with a solution that's going to work for everyone involved. So think of it like a challenge, right? Now you have the pieces of the puzzle, you're going to now put them together to make it work, okay? Now, can you guess what the common interests are from our example cup? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I had to pause there for a second, but it is getting away from tech. Both of them want to unwind both of them want to be closer to nature. Now for one couple or one part of the couple, it was camping, maybe a forest and the other person was by the water at the beach, but they're both nature, right? Now that both people, now that you and your partner were in this example conversation, I figured out your interests, then this becomes an opportunity to figure a solution together. So in this case, it would be brainstorming different vacation spots or vacation ideas. And again, remember, I talked about before being open to a solution that isn't the one that you suggested. So this case means that you want to find different examples that aren't campgrounds and aren't luxury resorts. Then as you continue to brainstorm, just be open-minded and then write down everything. Write down all the ideas, write down all possible solutions. Don't even think of what your opinion on them are yet until you've exhausted all options. Then you're going to come together and talk about, okay, are these solutions in line with both our interests? Are we going to be happy with this? So you can, I guess you can call it compromising, but it's really coming together in a mutual way to find some sort of common ground. And so In this example, it would be talking over each vacation option and then which one you like the best, okay? And then if you're disagreeing about yes or no, right, this is, again, the opportunity to speak, to be understood, to listen with an open mind and and keep debating, discussing until something happens. So I hope that helps. And my challenge for you today is to take this framework and see how you can apply it to your next money conversation. Now, if you're one of those students who loves getting extra credit or, you know, like gold stars next to your name, feel free to go back and revisit a conversation you just had and see what you would change using this framework that I just talked about. Now, if you're like, I don't remember what they are. I'm like, I'm confused and I don't want to listen back to this episode. Totally fine. Go to beyondthedollar.co slash 61. So this is episode 61. And I will put in bullet notes just a simple kind of overview of what I talked about in this episode. I'll also put some links in the show notes, uh, again, beyondthedollar.co slash 61 of some books that I've been reading that are really good. I've drew a lot of inspiration from these. And feel free to check those out if you're you're kind of a reader like me. So let me know what you think. If you tried this, if you go ahead and and have a conversation with someone and use this or revisiting a conversation with this framework, like send me an email, hello at beyondthedollar.co. And if you like what you heard, I mean, I always appreciate it when you share any episode of Beyond the Dollar with a friend. It just really helps to share the mission of what we're doing here. Again, it's just to have deep and honest conversations about how money affects your well being. As well, just one last little plug for my value space spending guide go to beyondthedollar.co slash value. So, this is a guide that you can use with your partner as well to learn what your values are and how you can use it to guide your spending. All right. So that's enough for me. Thank you again for listening until next time. Thank you so much for listening in on beyond the dollar. If you like what you heard, please share with a friend. It'll help share the mission of what we're trying to do, which is to have more deep and honest conversations about how money affects our well-being. Tag them on Instagram or one of my posts at beyond the dollar, send them a link, Whatever you want to do to spread the mission of what we're doing here. Now, if you feel that putting monies towards the things that really matter is a challenge for you, download our values-based spending guide. You'll gain clarity around what matters to you most in life, be able to name your most important values, and how to start putting money towards those things. To download the values-based spending guide, go to beyondthedollar.co slash values. Thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode. And thanks to Donovan Endurance for providing this awesome music.